Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, it's the The One Show Show. I'm John Holmes, and this is part two of this week's edition, which will pick up momentarily, and in all honesty, for the first few moments, utterly bafflingly, where part one of this ep left off. If you haven't heard part one, why not go back so that this part two makes sense? Please subscribe and rate and review too, and I ask that because I'm very needy. Exactly where we left off yesterday then. This is The The One Show Show and my guests on The The One Show Show stained sofa this week. Jake Yap and Lizzie Roper. There was then a film about gender stereotyping in adverts. Oh, that... Right. uh, Rudery of the week. Yes. When Sally Phillips. Yes. I've got this. Sally one. Phillips made pointed out that the woman was making a wanking hand. Yes. yes. And, and very also, skillfully pointed it out without saying wanking, unlike yeah. myself. And brilliant was just she was a, she was just about to basically say blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> and then she yeah. said, I wrote it down. She said, uh, I'm not going to empty my mind on this show. <laughs> they were advertising this new screw top, right, for wine. Um, This was in magazines in the US, okay? So that's the picture. You mean a blank question mark. Look at her face. She's doing that. that, I'm not going to empty my mind on this show. That's a, yeah. that's a classy way. Uh, this, was, this was part of a competition. So they had this thing about gender stereotyping in adverts because um, advertising has said this week that, that, that those days are gone. So the days of the woman suggestively sucking a flake, um, the days of the mum's gone to Iceland, no, because any, anyone yeah. could go to Iceland. Yeah. Um, well, anyone can identify as a mum now. That's so exactly actually, right. Maybe it's okay. It is. We've come full circle. Uh, there was one with Weetabix advert they showed where a, a boy was a superhero and a girl was a ballerina. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't know that that's sexist. Cause she, yeah, but that's she, because you're a dinosaur, John. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but a male dinosaur. she wasn't washing up while he was being a superhero. No, she was being she was a ballerina. Being a ballerina and he was yeah. still yeah. being a thing. No, if oh, he'd God. been the ballerina and, yeah, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> well, that's the future. Yeah. You know, the last time I was on this podcast, you were talking about Chinese accents. Let's not. <laughs> I could do not, that again. No, let's not. Let's absolutely. Because I still don't see why you can't do it. <laughs> and it was amazing because they they tracked down the shaken back. The, no. the shaken no, back. No, woman. she tracked down the shaken back woman. She sort of said, "Well, what was wrong with what's wrong with a pretty girl whipping her top off for a hardworking man in a newspaper?" <laughs> and then 
then when when they got back to the woman, they were saying, "Well, no, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the shaken back advert because it is just a it's just any old person who's happening to enjoy cleaning the carpet. So why did you dig her out of the hole in the wall in the first place?" <laughs> the uh, this then led into this competition, didn't it, of old adverts, even older adverts yeah. from the fifties, um, posters mainly. So we've all where seen we ha- the memes on Facebook. We have, that pop and you up. have they had to fill in the missing word. Oh. And it was fraught with danger for live television, hence the Sally Phillips um, Mm. save, really. But the first one was... Blow in her face and she'll... Um, Follow you anywhere. That was the answer. It's not what we all shouted at the television, was it? No. Uh, Can you you remember the other ones? Um, Um, You start us off. Give her a hoover and she'll suck you off. No, that that wasn't it. A hoover for Christmas. Give her a hoover. Oh, uh, Christmas morning, blank with a hoover. That's right. Surprise her. Fuck, fuck her with her. <laughs> <laughs> Sexist, Jake. You can also fuck him with over now. Or however they want to identify. Yeah, what was it then? With a Hoover. Uh, it was, she'll be happier with a Hoover. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, there you go, yeah. yeah. And so will he. Yeah. <laughs> so they did, so they went through all that, but, they, you know, it was a bit live telly But they already started on the worst cul-de-sac with, um, with Sally and Ronnie in the opening bit when they went, oh, your film's being compared to Downton Abbey and... Fatal Attraction. And Fatal Attraction. Yeah. And it was, it was, like, it was, su- it was such a bunch of non-versation. There was, there was nowhere to go on that and he just kept, they kept ramming <laughs> Now, Sally, they are describing this film as Fatal Attraction meets Downton Abbey, which is a weird combination. Well, it's the I gag. think I would say they're badly describing it as Fatal Abbey meets... Yes. Well, I can't even imagine what Fatal Abbey meets... No, I know. No, well, like a bunny being boiled in a ballroom. My mind boggles when you say Fatal Attraction meets Downton Abbey, imagining... Glenn Close sort of stabbing things and coming out of the mm. bath and mm. Maggie Smith. Yeah, that's in the yeah. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so how would you describe it then? And what well, do you I want mean, to I say about it the is, The reason he probably says Downton Abbey and is that it's, you know, well, if you imagine... No, it's the not really, but no, but what if it was Downton Abbey? No, 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 yeah. no. Can we just end it now? You're supposed to be the professionals here. Mm. Don't even, don't even take us down this. Stop there was, it. There was an excellent off-the-shelf film, though, following this where... Uh, I mean, I don't... I, sometimes... There are pointless one-show films, and then there are really, really... Why have you done that? Arthur Smith. (gasps) No, this was the highlight of my week. (laughs) I loved it. Arthur Smith. (gasps) uh, What was it? The Road... The Road Traffic... Management Awards? Yeah. Something like that. It's one of those, you know, mm. when you're working regional radio and you get the you get all the PR things yeah. from and on the fax machine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're like, oh god, I know you've had to send that out because that's your department, but there's nothing we can do with that. So mm. thank God for the one show, and he was, because I uh, love the inventions. He was trying to get excited, wasn't he, poor Arthur, about whether or not road markings of the year would <laughs> would be, you know, in, innovative innovation in cat's eye technology. Yeah. And, and he tried, and Arthur, you know, quite a sarcastic man. Mm. And he was taking it one show serious. He has to play mm. the. Yeah, yeah, it's quite earnest. But I just wrote, this film is shit. <laughs> and it wasn't Arthur's fault. He was oh, doing his best it with it. Sh- I didn't think it was shit. I thought it was great. <laughs> Apparently he, so. I yeah. thought the, 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 the whole Arthur, Arthur knew exactly what he was doing with it. And I did enjoy the inventions. There was all sorts of clever stuff going on. The only the only thing that was dull that he had to he had to speak to the representatives of the companies. He's like, you're not going to get anything out. We've had over 100 nominees this year. That's been whittled down to 40 finalists and 13 winners. And who decides the winners? The judges are independent panel of experts representing all the sectors in the industry. It didn't warrant television. It was. For me. It felt like you'd gone to stay in a hotel. 
where there was this function going on in the mm. main hall and people were sort of spilling out and you were just catching snatches of conversation. That's exactly right. That's exactly and right. It, and, and there was nothing pleasurable about it. And they should have called <laughs> no. the awards the bollards. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Can I just, can I, yes. can I, can yes, I, yes. can Go I on. just dominate? Is this because... about the hurting again? No, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that to happen. Oh, God, you're And he's just trying to studio. Again. I'm not on cocaine. Um, the amazing thing for me, because I don't generally watch TV at that time, because it's generally the time I'm putting my little boy to bed and yeah. stuff. And so there's a continuity. It's fascinating. Like, on Tuesday, the continuity announcement before the one show says, I'm Anthony, I'm here to guide you through this evening. I'm sorry! I'm sorry! You're supposed to be like a faceless, nameless mystery thing. You're not Anthony. Yeah. They've started doing this. TGI Fridays. (laughs) Has he got braces with badges on? They've started doing this recently. Yeah. And on on the Monday... uh, First of all, I hadn't seen the new BBC Idents where they have this thing which says BBC Oneness. Uh. Which, where they're trying to find words with one in. Like, I can't remember what the word was. Wonka. <laughs> but, but I had Lonely Pwned and Bono were the only ones I could think of that they could have done. And then he says, uh, in half an hour's EastEnders and all Alfie wants for Christmas is cat. And I'm thinking, try turkey. <laughs> You're thinking that. <laughs> What happened to you if you were a vegan a minute ago? Oh, but I heard... <laughs> there are limits, you know. <laughs> Handbrake turn of the week. You said you you struggled at first, but one popped up. This I, is the section, of course, where there. part of the show yeah. lurches awkwardly to the next part of the show. It was on Monday. Uh, Bruno Tognoli has been having a funny chat with uh, <laughs> quite ill-briefed because he doesn't know that Matt Baker didn't win. Even though he must have been on the judging panel. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. But he also didn't seem to know how television works because he just mm. kept talking randomly about... At one point, mm. five people were talking. It's a bit like a podcast. Yeah. Five people were talking. You couldn't hear a word any of them were saying. Yeah. But anyway, they're having a great time and, oh, oh no, oh, we're all talking. Over. And, and Matt Baker says, uh, oh, it's chaos here. Let's put a film on. 20 seconds later, I was stabbed 10 times and I thought, I'm losing so much blood, I'm going to die. <laughs> It's descending into chaos. Let's get let's put a film. Let's put a film on. Let's put a film on. Okay, we're going to start tonight with the story of a father who has taken his love of music and turned it into a personal crusade for change. When you hear police actually at your door and they're actually telling you to prepare for the worst, yeah, sobering. <laughs> I've I've written down the exact same one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They've got smart. They've got wise to this, haven't they? And yeah. then there's like a buffer where a bit of music plays and there's a defocused sort of background and a title comes on. That's I've right. Got, yeah. They're they they're getting wise to this. They're yeah. putting buffers in here. Yeah. They're trying. That's exactly what they're trying to do. But it, it was still awkward because all you could see here out of shot was Tony Ellie snorting with laughter. Yes. And yeah, the as Matt, of their laughter. Exactly. Really. But as I think Matt this was, was the felching moment. I think this is the felching, felching moment. And I couldn't work out from the felch 
whether they, what if they were laughing at Felch, you have to listen to it. <laughs> well, well, we've 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 heard a clip. Lizzie's not fully au okay with the idea. But uh, but it was it was a moment where they were just, you got a snorting dancer, mm. uh, and then as you said, twenty yeah. seconds later, someone who, a boy who's been stabbed ten times and had a colostomy bag. Let's mention the uh, we we touched on it, but the the locksmith film. <gasps> Picky licky knocky nicky. Because this was a perfect example. <laughs> Lizzie's gone. Oh, <laughs> It, it, it comes to us all about I this. Am an, I'm a podcast. little tiny German boy, and I, I just like to click when it clicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're talking about your pelvis. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think he was Australian, but let's not. Let's not. Uh, no, I thought he was. I thought he was very much in that camp. <laughs> Inside this building are the world's best lock pickers, who meet every year to go head to head in a lock picking championship. So, how long have you both been picking locks then? Well, about two years. What do you enjoy about it the most? Oh, I like the click when they pop because I was just watching telly and I was picking this lock, but no, that no one picked and I picked it and I sort of heard that noise and it felt sort of like victory. <laughs> <laughs> but what a great thing! A, a room full of full of well, odd men and a child yeah. picking locks in a competitive spirit. It was a, it was so <laughs> off the shelf. Could have happened at any time, though, this, wow. wasn't it? And it did. It happened in the summer, didn't yeah, it? It did, yeah. clearly, yeah. And yeah. they'd just gone, oh, i got put two minutes at the end. Let's put, stick that Let's stick that film on. I want to see the phone call. I want to see, bring, bring, bring. Oh, hi, Christine. <laughs> We're just wondering, would you like to go and look at a lock pickers? Oh, all right, well, uh, the da- <laughs> I've, t- I've taken the dahlias out on the ground. Yeah, I'm all yours. <laughs> Then it, but it wasn't the end of it because then they went back to the studio. Right, mm. this was a minute and a half before the show had to end, mm. uh, where they chose to introduce an escapologist. Did you see him? <gasps> Chris Cross? Chris who, Cross. Chris Cross, who didn't write Arthur, he had bloody eyeliner on, and he was the wrong age. Yeah, not Christopher Cross, but no. a man. That made me very cross. A man <laughs> and Chris with a couple of minutes to go. Who they said. Uh, 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 so you watched the lock picking film? You're an escapologist. What did you make of it? Because uh, you like Houdini. And it was like, what you did? What's this? What you? Do? I mean, really, you could have just strung the goodbyes out, and this yeah. would have covered the end of the program. You didn't need this. You didn't need and a tramp with eyeliner. Poor Joe Lysit staring uh, uh, quite excitedly. I thought uh, 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 he got a floppy rope. This man, and he did a magic trick where he touched it, it all went stiff, and little Joe's eyes lit up. How about you then? What, how did you get into it? Oh, well, uh, how do I get out of it? There you go. Well, I started doing magic tricks when I was a kid, just daft things like this. There was a piece of string here, a large piece of rope. Yeah. Um, go on, sweetheart, you blow on the rope, and you see how you hypnotise it just like that? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, no. Um, no. So, no, no, don't, don't stop. Um, I need that trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he did something disgusting uh, with his arms. It was disgusting. Oh, I missed that. That was I was in the toilet still. He did. He was. <laughs> he, he twisted his arms in front of him, pulled them around his back. So, but I like just give me Joe Lysett. I just I could have. We, we, Joe Lysett was savagely underused on that program. He was uh, that whole Brexit thing. Yeah. He just stood at the side. But and he then, did. He did turn up. His painting of Brexit, by the way, we should point oh. out, was a picture uh, of an egg with. But with Boris, Boris Johnson's face. It was, just, it was perfect. It was so perfect. Amazing. So he did pull it back hmm. in the end. And here's right. Boris. Calm down. Hi, guys. It's Angelo Sipafimu here telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen because it's such great stuff. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um. <laughs> It was, it was, it was, it was, I don't know. I mean, you watched some of Thursdays as well, I think, didn't you, as well? Thursdays, yes. I, I, only, oh, yeah. I only sort of briefly touched on Thursdays. I, there was a thing about... I, gen- well, I, I genuinely thought that um, Daft Limmy was coming on because uh, Alex Jones' opening link, she said, um, today we're, it's all about Limmy's. But first, let's say hello to tonight's guests. Now, they're the stars of the biggest blockbuster on telly this Christmas. Forget about the bodyguard and mm. Killing Eve and the informer, because now it's all about Limmy's. And then I realised yes. she's saying Les Miserables. She doesn't say it right, does she? And she can't, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. And, yeah, and all the way through but her and Matt sort of struggled with the pronunciation of uh, Matt Bacon called it Le, le, miser- le Miserable Le Miserable Le Miserable Just be done with it and call it the glums like the whole of the West End Wendy community do It was uh, it, now they had um, the two of the stars and if you struggle with Le Miserable mm. uh, how he got David Ayoewelo out of his mouth I've Oh got, hello um, I've got no Lily Collins is who from the ball bag of Phil Collins. She's his daughter. It, I didn't know that. Yes, which ball? Oh. The actress Lily Collins. <laughs> yes, is, her dad is, is the Phil spawn Collins. of Phil Collins. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I, I had, as I say, I had to Google because I was furious that there was this young actress who had much higher profile than I did, um, and that's the first thing you learn about her. Well, that's interesting, and and that might explain why there's none of the singing in this. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. really bad because I, I mean, I don't really consume culture at all. I just live in a void, watching television programs on requests by podcasts, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm a celebrity later, so, um, but. So I had no idea who these two actors were. I certainly didn't realise that Lily Collins was half Phil mm. Collins' yeah. woman. Uh And, I, and, and the, the male actor, I had no idea who he was. So I felt quite indignant 
when he told me that he owned a self-driving car. Yes, he does. This Tesla thing. Mm. And they cost like oh, 75 Oh, he's got an amazing grand. CV on him. Right. I, I'm like, who, who are you to... I've just bought a Morris Minor and I was pretty proud of that as an mm. achievement, but... Yeah, yes, he he's got. Uh, there was a film about. Well, this was the opening of the envelope. I've got another letter here, the one in the envelope that we mentioned earlier. It's a bet for a hundred pounds between a dad and his daughter that happened when she was just eleven years old, and it says, "Dad said by the time S.J. Sarah Jane is twenty-eight years old, cars will be able to drive themselves." Sarah Jane said, "No, they won't." Seventeen years on, who was right? Well, it's so then they explained what the bet was. Yeah. What was so the bet? you knew what the bet was. So they said, right? Uh, they had this bet twenty years ago, where um, the father bet a daughter that there'd be self-driving cars by the time she was old enough to drive, and she was, by the time she was twenty-seven or twenty-eight. And so let's find out if he was right. It's like, well, we we know that there are. We we know there are self-driving cars. Yeah. Like, but they were talking about it in the film of this, yeah. which they shot in Coventry at the Transport Museum, which I've been to, and it's very dull. Mm. They, uh, they 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 were talking about it, and and he was going to a. Uh, what do you you know? Do you think there are driverless cars? And I'm sort of shouting at the telly. We we you're we sitting know. in one. We know. We know. We know. We know. They're literally in sitting in one. They yeah. keep running over people. Yeah. yeah. In the news. They were literally sitting in one. And so then it gets to the end of the film, <laughs> and the dad says, um, uh, "Well, you can't you can't buy them. You so I'm going to honour the bet, and I'm going to pay her the hundred quid." And the daughter's like, "Yes, awesome." Uh, they come back off it and say, oh, that's what dads are all about, isn't it? Mm. And then this actor guy goes, well, there are driverless cars. I just bought one. You've got a driverless car, though, don't you? <laughs> I you? do. I do. I'm not sure about that bit because my car can drive itself. Shh. Tesla Model yeah. X? Yeah, I was in it's, one it's on the freeway. It's legal in America, isn't it? Oh, yeah. oh, is it a, le- yeah, yeah, is it a legality So, thing? do you, do you, because I wouldn't fancy it. Undermining the whole thing! And then they had to say something like, well, uh, this well, was no, about no, Britain. In, yeah, not in this country. Yeah. <laughs> and there never will be! Thanks to Brexit! <laughs> uh, oh. Other than slave drop. Next week, the father and daughter who were killed by a driverless car. <laughs> That's what they would do that. Yeah. Uh, the literal handbrake turn <laughs> caused it to plough into... A, Dad, now, you remember last week, the father and daughter who had a bet. Well, the bad news is, they're both <laughs> dead. <bets> <laughs> um, anyway, here's, uh, here's some badgers. <laughs> Just... uh, right, is there anything anything we, we think we've missed out? Anything we, we, yes. uh, we haven't talked about? Because there was plenty of it this week. Uh, um, Jake? It, just very briefly, was uh, uh, a couple of things. One was I really liked Sally Phillips at the top of Tuesday's show. Just quietly observed, talk about damning with faint praise. Just said, "You're presenting very well this evening," oh. <laughs> which I thought was. Oh yes, because she sometimes presents. She does. She s- mm. sat in the presenter's chair. That's and right. And also, uh, th- stop, stop the poems. All right. Oh, stop, this stop was the, the sports. Stop, uh, Benjamin is definitely so. Yes, and so Ooh. it was sport. At which point, my mind instantly shut down. Yes. Yeah. Uh, about oh, great sporting moments. And stuff. Monday and, show this one. Yeah, and so they've got Gabby Logan on to talk this thing up. And uh, because sports personality of the year, they're finally realising as an oxymoron. Yeah. And so great sporting moments. And she's talking about that. And then they turn to Bruno Tonioli and say, what about you, Bruno? Bruno? Have you got any great sporting moments? She's like, no, of course I haven't. <laughs> like, I, I don't do that. Um, but then they cut to Benjamin Zephaniah doing a poem. I like Benjamin Zephaniah mm, yeah. very he much. Very but stop. Poems, Matt. Just not poems. Ever poems. Because the whole thing, suddenly it looks like a nationwide advert. 
Yeah. And they're the worst adjectives. I mean, I, look, I'm a fan of a poem. I like a poem. In right? its place. Mm. In its place. Know your place, poetry. Mm. <laughs> Back to the trenches. Thank you. Yeah. But I like a poem, but I didn't like that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like a poem. I didn't like that. No. I know what I like. And it ain't that poem. Right. Um, I was, um, the Brexit, I, mean, I feel we haven't talked about the Brexit thing and the fact that Five Live took over and how weird it was. And it was like two separate programmes. Mm. You know, we have mentioned it, but it was, it was just an odd thing where the one show had been creeping a Brexit agenda in over the last mm. few weeks. And we've talked about it. One, they did a film on the Irish border where a farmer lent on a gate um, and talked about trade. And then... Was it like uh, Ali G was like, if I were to cross over there, I'd be risking my life. More or less. Brilliant. Yeah, because the border, <laughs> as it exists, is in his field. There so he wow. just stood there. And then there was a, a film about stockpiling, this was last week, stockpiling food mm-hmm. in cold storage because of Brexit, where they got very excited about Yorkshire puddings. Have you been stockpiling food yet for Brexit? No, should I have been? I've actually started. Have you? What have you got? Lentils. You've got lentils hanging out. Like, like you know, capers, <laughs> sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> Well, like European foods that are going to cost yeah. a lot of money. Pasta. I got very excited. Genuinely, I've got like 10 kilos of pasta. <laughs> I got very excited when you were talking about Aunt Bessie's because I used to be the face of Aunt Bessie's. Oh, I was one of the old women. Really? Do the voice. Do I was the voice. Mabel. Do the voice. Roast potatoes on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> wow. So, but having like done that... Well, you're being stockpiled in a warehouse. Well, I thought, I thought, having done it for 10 years, that though I would be given a lifetime supply of Aunt Bessie's because yeah. everybody assumes that's what I was paid in. But I haven't got a Yorkshire pudding yeah. or a... They used to, yeah, but you have got a nice new kitchen, is he? just <laughs> 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 made a point. And so, so in the event of Brexit, eat that. <laughs> The fact that the, the, the ones who get involved in Brexit, I mean, you could argue it's yes. a creeping agenda. I don't know. You know, the, the BBC is surreptitiously feeding us this agenda that conspiracy theorists say yeah. they are. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but if the BBC have got to be fair on, you know, if you oh, we're having a sensible debate about climate change. So let's get a nutter in to talk there about it doesn't exist. So where are we going to have the, the talk about Brexit where somebody says, no, these are all the brilliant things that are going to happen when we have Brexit because that person does not exist. Get a passport, such a blue passport. <laughs> hey, who's that? Right, Cliff's done fearing it. Get the fucking pigs in play. Get the fucking dogs in play. None of the fucking quassels, shit. And all the fucking Germans. And the fucking Itars. And all the fucking dagos. And the whops and the spits and all that shit. I'm fucking sick of it, mate. I'm fucking walked out of Australia. I'm fucking world of English. I'm fucking done with it. I'm fucking taking back control. You can't. Another clip there from The Hurting on Dave. I think he's messed himself. I think he's... Yeah. Both ends. You, mate. Uh, yes. That's my fucking right as a British man. Now, the one show, very excited as they are, almost as excited as Jake about Brexit, um, are starting... Because they had this audience of people who obviously don't normally watch The One Show at all, mm. uh, uh, including, presumably, viewers of The One Show who then switched off because this the, it's not a film oh. about swans or people marrying their own gnomes. It's mm. not what they're used to. So this whole proper grown-up debate happened. But I'm wondering, did they pick them as a cross-representation of society the way they do for Question Time? I don't know. I don't know. They were walking outside the BBC in Oxford Circus five minutes prior to... Going they were out. standing outside Radio 2 trying to get the autograph yeah. of Cliff Richards. But they didn't like Joe Light. They didn't laugh at Joe Lysett's jokes, no, and he looked very uncomfortable. That's not how I liked it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it became, it was so weird. It was like the one show suddenly turned into Question Time or something. Yeah. And I, you know, I didn't know whether this is going to be a future format we can look forward to, or perhaps suggest to those of you that are listening. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who would not want to see a sort of hybrid 
one show news night style. I think one show is produced by the news department anyway. I think it comes out of news, not entertainment, oh. which explains a lot. Okay. Um, a but it's sort of in our time. Th- you know, it's sort of like you get that sort of, well, we've seen the swans now. Mm-hmm. Um, so over to, uh, is Lord Mel, a film with Lord Melvin Bragg uh, <laughs> to chat about the emancipation of the serfs in Russia in 1861. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how he got on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it, it, it felt, it very much felt like someone's there's been a meeting and there's been a sort of well this is the national conversation and we have to reflect that yeah so we've got to do brexit but let's get a comedian in on the same night just to froth it up a bit we don't get a political comedian don't get a political comedian get someone cuddly what about that nice joe lysett yeah mm. which worked i mean fair enough yeah. light and sh- lysett and shade is, mm. is what it was did you notice laura kunzberg's um mixing up of an idiom there was a, a bit Ooh. where she sort of said uh, that, I can't remember what she was referring to, but something she said was going like the clangers. Wow. <laughs> she went like the clangers. And I was like... Swanny whistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, the Brexit bit, you know, like in, in Peanuts, when the adults would come in and talk, um, and they would just, they would throw their heads back and go... <laughs> it was just white my, noise. My favourite bit in that whole thing, which we have, it was this lovely moment where... Uh, suddenly, all the the Brexit Brexit cast hosts suddenly realised that they were these sort of white privileged people in a position of power, yeah. uh, and they were suddenly sitting opposite the great unwashed, who were sitting there with their arms folded, and they realised that what was between them was a were two big plates of luxury biscuits. Luxury biscuits. (laughs) Whoa. British biscuits, Mm. but luxury biscuits. And self-consciously they said, we've got all the biscuits. We we should give them to you. You should have the biscuits. I think there's another thing, which is why we have all these biscuits on the table. These are terrific. Uh, Yes. For balance, I'm going to have one of each. We pass them around the audience. If they're bad, we have all of these. I think we should... But, um, but the Ooh, thing is, I think, you know, like, um, you have all these... It was literally let them eat cake. It was like... <laughs> Wasn't it? Cake. It was a sort of moment of the aristocracy sort of going, Jaffa cake. come on, mm. serfs. Yeah. Come on. Well, it wasn't even... It was a kind of like, oh, shit. Mm. What does this look like yeah. when we've got the biscuits and they haven't? They've got no biscuits. And They've so got Joe Lysett doing the BBC a drawing. BBC is so self-conscious and so hobbled by this endless accusation of bias. Two left wing, two right wing. Like constantly that suddenly a plate of biscuits becomes a political issue that could bring about the downfall of the single greatest broadcasting institution in the world. Oh, that'll do. And how did Matt Baker bring it all back to the one show? He just said, well, now we're uh, taking back control. (laughs) And there it was. Uh, um, Well, that brings us to about the end of this, I think. Oh, but Um, we haven't discussed the theme tune. Well, in that case, let's do that. (laughs) This is the Any Other Business section. Okay. So you have Liberty Lizzie Roper to discuss the theme tune. I've had to really concentrate on the theme tune. And... I think that they are, and quite appropriately, it goes, why, do, 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 why, do, 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 why, which makes complete sense of the contents of the programme. Then I thought maybe they were saying five. But I realised... <laughs> That's a great idea. The one show. Five. But then, <laughs> they, by committee. They are saying one, aren't they? Yes. But it challenge listen to it with all your heart i think they're shouting felch <laughs> can i use my <laughs> it, 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 I, they've got terrible diction those singers it's why why maybe it is it's a musical joke 
Do you want to? I could. I could send you my version of the one show theme. You can. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. Okay, I'll do that. All right, good. Thank you very much. It's just screaming. Thank you. <laughs> well, we'll we'll play it played out. We'll play yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good. All right. Uh, now, if you've a moment to review and comment, please do. Thank you very much, uh, guests. Mm. Jake Yap. Thank you, Jake Yap. Thank you, Lizzie Roper. Mm. Uh, remember this, mm. and remember it well. When you look at the television, to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. <laughs> Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.